And at the end of the six-hour workshop, we asked uh, from the uh, the coaching habit, uh, Michael Bungay Stainer's uh, book, uh, The Coaching mm -hmm. Habit, we asked coaching question number seven. Mm -hmm. Okay, of everything that we talked about the last six hours, what was most useful for you? Mm -hmm. And this is when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. six hours of stuff. Yeah. And people were like, well, I, that reverse brainstorming thing. That's, yeah. that's the answer right there. Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, it's so nice to see you on, uh, well, we record this on the on the last day of October, on Halloween itself. Um, yes. So by the time people get this, they should just know that I will be cozy and warm and celebrating my extended holiday period of, you know, basically November 1 through, I don't know, about January 15th. I'm I'm in my holiday zone. I'm very excited right now. <laughs> I've heard of birthday weekend, but the <laughs> fact that you're putting together a three-month holiday zone. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive, my man. Well, when when all of your kids, by, by no uh, planning of your own, are born within 30 days of Christmas, it becomes a thing. My wife and I both like Christmas. We, you know, I love Advent, as I've mentioned here before. I'm sure. So we're we're in the season now. It's it's officially the season. So very excited. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll uh, put away the Halloween decorations and get right on. Yeah, Mark's uh, sabbatical holiday slash extravaganza Lollapalooza. <laughs> Sounds about right. Man, it's gonna be good for all of those things. That's great. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, so today, uh, for our, all our uh, listeners, both of them, uh, mm -hmm. we wanted to talk about something that was a complete surprise to us as far as how well it was received uh, from the, some leaders that we were working with. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's really funny because it's a term that everybody who uh, is listening to this podcast will be familiar with, brainstorming. And I've been thinking about it, Mike, since uh, since this uh, came up in a workshop recently for us, that um, everybody says brainstorming, but I don't think we really process what it means to actually do it. And uh, the way you set it up in the, the workshop uh, made it uh, just very uh, uh, logical and tangible about the next steps to take and how you go about doing it in a way that's effective. So I think um you're about to drop some knowledge on people that even if you think you know what brainstorming is uh there will be something in this uh, probably short episode would be my guess that will be uh, uh something you can take and make your brainstorming stronger so do you do you want to maybe just give us a brief explanation of what the heck brainstorming is <laughs> well yeah well we hear about it so often and it's at some point a you know uh, one of these things people get ridiculed about yeah Oh, let's have you know let's have a brainstorming session you, you know and it's like oh this is gonna be awful and, and so there there are some rules uh, and so the idea is that that i'm looking for solutions i'm looking for ideas i'm looking for the next action steps things like that yeah. and i want to tap into the collective ideas of a group of people and, yeah. and so i've got this you know two three four five people together and we're going we're trying to think of stuff 
And, and so you, you, you grab a piece of flip chart paper, a whiteboard or something. And some of the rules are very simple, right? right? One of them is focus on quantity. Uh, that you have to, uh, that good ideas, uh, you know, do not germinate in, in a blank, empty, sterile room. Uh, right. But the more input you have, the more output you will get. And so quantity is key because, uh, you know, as you build this, this, this pool of ideas, one of those ideas will spark maybe the idea that's the million dollar idea. Uh, and so in order to get quantity, you have to, yeah, you have to put your criticism on hold. Uh, nobody can shoot down somebody else's idea uh, as you know the facilitators writing it on the board. Uh, yep. you, you know you, you blast holes in one and then what does the rest of the group do? Yeah, well, I'm not going to give any more ideas until I'm sure that it'll work for the board. Well, uh, yeah 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 I, I, I don't want to get what he got. <laughs> that was a beat down of an idea. Uh, I'm not throwing my idea out there for it to be killed. Um, the other thing is we talk about weird is welcome. Uh, so the, the crazy, the fun, the bizarre, uh, you think, well, that was worthless. However, that may be the idea that sparks the completely feasible idea that, that, that that's the million dollar idea. Absolutely. Uh, then there's the idea of combining ideas. It's like, okay, what if we took a little bit of that and part of this and we put it together and now we got something uh, that can solve the problem would be the next action step and so forth. Yes. And the last uh, rule that we shared with the group was, was make it visual. Uh, mm -hmm. The fact that, that, that you have to flip chart it, you have to whiteboard it. There, there has to be, uh, you know, everybody put their post-it notes on the wall, whatever you got to do to create some, some visual, uh, you know, reference point around that uh, to focus people's attention and to make sure, you know, people want to see their ideas, even the weird ones go up on the board. Uh, and when they see those go up on the board, it encourages other people to, to share their ideas as well. So that was the kind of the, the basic rules that we've all heard uh, about brainstorming. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I will say, I'm not sure everybody's heard all those ideas. I, I really do think that sometimes we just say, well, brainstorm. And, and we just say, yeah, just like, let's list all the things that we can think about on this subject. But but what what you just described is is really much more tactical. It's much more uh, able to uh, get you to eventually the thing that you want, because I, I think a lot of this revolves around the criticism. Mm -hmm. um, if if I really want to see all the ideas up on the on the board, then weird stuff, uh, combining stuff uh, that uh, may already be on the board. And you think, well, that's not important because we've already got it up there. No, go ahead and say it. Give us the combo idea. Uh, uh, stuff that seems silly. All of it has to go on the board because we're, we're what we're doing that whole time is opening our brain more and more to all sorts of possibilities. And all of a sudden, bing, something's going to come up in the in the course of that that's, that's going to be, like you said, the million dollar idea. So I, I actually just want to double click on that and point out that I'm not sure everybody follows these rules when they brainstorm. They think they do. But um, if, if you let even the slightest bit of criticism say, well, we'll put it up there, but, or, you know, well, I mean, that won't work, but um, you, you have to just let it go. You have to just say, yep, great. Okay. What else? What else? What else? It's a coaching question, right? And what else? One of our uh, favorite coaching questions. So that's what you're doing here is just get trying to get as much stirred up as possible. So anyway, I, I just thought it was uh, it was a great refresher and reminder. And for some folks, it's the introduction to what true brainstorming is. You may not have actually brainstormed if you haven't 
uh, followed uh, the, this basic uh, set of principles. So that being said. No, such a good point. And also thinking about uh, as you look at this list, you think about why my last brainstorming session didn't go all that well. Yeah. Like, ah, that's why nobody talked or we only got a couple of ideas and the thing kind of shut down. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, we got into the analysis of the first idea that was offered and it never went any further than that. Exactly. And so, yeah, you start to think through previous uh, times that you did this and, and yeah, we may have pointed out some of the pitfalls that, that may have befallen you. <laughs> well, I've been a part of brainstorming sessions where, uh, you know, a couple ideas will come up and they're, they're probably lackluster ideas. And the guy leading the brainstorm will say something to the effect of, no, come on, guys, really dig deep. Like, give me a good idea. Like no, that that's that's criticism. So yeah. let all the ideas come up on the board. Get get the quantity there. Yeah, be slapping great. my idea around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving you no more. Yeah, that was great. So all right. So you you did uh sort of a, a a stage two of this where it's a different kind of brainstorming that some folks might not be familiar with. Uh, but man, does it work for the way humans are wired. So do you want to? explain your negative system yeah so so we hit them with the positive brainstorming and, and then we wanted to talk about uh the advantages of what uh, what we call reverse brainstorming or negative brainstorming mm -hmm. and, and so it, you know instead of taking a positive prompt right right let's 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 you know get all the ideas on the board on how to grow sales Let's get all the ideas on the board of how to improve our reputation in the community. Let's get all the ideas on how to, you know, improve our customer experience. You know, you'll get some ideas, even following the our, you know, our outline. You'll you'll get some some pretty good ideas. But what I've found over the years is that if you reverse it, and you mm -hmm. ask people, share with me all the ways that we could make sure that we uh, lower sales. Mm. find a way you know let's let's put on the board all the ways that we could make sure that we deliver a terrible customer experience mm -hmm. and, and you can just the, the room automatically lights up <laughs> right. and, you know and it, it did this in our, our most recent workshop where we were together right they immediately everybody kind of sits up taller and it's like yeah <laughs> i can oh yeah i got like things <laughs> yeah i got stuff and, and then they're they're you're fighting to share yeah how, yeah yeah make sure yeah like we're gonna decrease sales all right well first thing we gotta do is never talk to a customer <laughs> you know and it just starts <laughs> off from there i just and the, and the ideas just just flow and, and you're getting weird and you're getting all this stuff and, and and you fill the board with with ideas on how to do the opposite of you know whatever it is that you really want to do Right. And once the board is filled, uh, you know, people are kind of the, you know, there's this moment where they all kind of sit back and look at it like, wow. <laughs> and then there's also this realization that, you know, we're doing some of those things already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, you know, we're doing half of those. Uh, and so uh, then the trick to reverse brainstorming is saying, all right, what if we simply did the opposite of all these things that are on the board? Hmm. Would that grow sales? Would that give us a better customer experience? Oh, definitely. All right. So let's let's pick one that's the easiest to do with the highest impact. So what would yeah. be the easiest, highest impact one that that you, you know, the the group thinks we need to work on? And you can have people come up and 
you know, get ready to marker and they can circle the one that they want or put a star by it or something like that. Or, you know, show of hands or we, you know, just talk it out. Um, but yeah, you you'll have so many ideas that you have to come to some sort of prioritization process. Would it be the top three, uh, number one, two, and three, and, and things like that? Uh, but now you've got really good ideas of how can we solve this problem? How can we uh, address this opportunity and move forward? So just going back to the beginning of that process and how you really do seem to open up the floodgates it's have, have you noticed this that and sometimes it seems like it's a like a people getting stuff off their chest you know like ah oh, i'm so sick of seeing this happen in our store you know i uh, i'll tell you what you know yeah we don't don't talk to customers that'll ruin sales i yeah, wish yeah. i could get our sales people to get out there on the you know sales of the, the vehicle lot and walk around where they see customers walking around i can't get them to do it yeah, yeah, so yeah. Don't don't follow up. Don't answer the phone. Right. I mean, yeah, they just yeah, yeah. They start all to their like, pet peeves suddenly yeah. come out. Yeah, here's the thing that drives me crazy, and now I get the chance to say it. <laughs> you know, so uh, it's insanely effective, uh, and um, you know, now I've got a and literally, you know, an entire page full of ideas just to 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 go through, prioritize, and begin to work through. And and I, I, there it it may be something cathartic in the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> like it's a maybe it's a little bit of therapy where I get to share like these are the things that really bug me and I wish we'd work on them. Well, we've talked about this many times, um, and I I think uh, gosh I I feel like I brought it up in a previous podcast, but uh, I had a client tell me recently um, you have to name it to tame it, you know so so just getting it on the board. Just getting that, you know, that that pet peeve out there, like, yeah, let's let's talk about this. Let's figure out a way to manage that issue we have with follow up or with talking to customers or, you know, our, our, uh, our people not being excited about product X or, you know, whatever, whatever happens to be the issue for that organization. Um, and to your point, um, you're going to have to prioritize which of these we work on by the one that's most impactful and and easiest to do. Mm -hmm. So. So the voting, um, how, how do you how do you like to do that when you're with a team? The um, well, it depends on the size. If it's a small team, I'll just facilitate a discussion around it. If it's a larger team, uh, yeah, I've done stickers where everybody gets a sticker. Yeah. You know, here's three stickers. Vote for your your three favorites, yeah. and they'll come up That's and put my them, on, put them on the board, uh, or you know, give everybody a marker and they can make a mark on it. Things like that. So, uh, yeah, just trying to. Uh, to eliminate a little bit of groupthink, if it's a larger group, uh, mm -hmm. by people you know, you, you know designate it in a in a somewhat anonymous fashion. So yeah. uh, I think that's one of the keys to it. Um, but it's really so simple uh, and gets you to such a good actionable place uh, that yeah, the discussion because you've had this robust sharing of ideas, the discussion seems to go pretty good once you get to the decision making part. Okay. Well, beautiful. And and I think uh, another part of this is sort of what's the next step um, uh, after after you have sort of prioritized and there's some sort of consensus or or, uh, you know, a, a majority vote getter or what have you. Um, what what's to, to help our listeners understand sort of where they go with this, because some people, I think, get all those ideas out there and maybe even pick one, but they kind of go, what do we do now? So what what would you what would you share with them? 
Well, I think uh, the one of the things that we talk about a lot is, is can we turn that into a smart action item? Mm. And by smart, uh, our acronym of specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timelined. Yes. And so, so you've got this, this idea, yeah, but it's not specific. We probably haven't put metrics to it yet. Is it attainable? That's where the easy uh, part comes in. Uh, is it relevant? Will it actually do what we, what, will it help us solve the problem that we, we initially wanted to address? And then can we set a deadline, uh, either a deadline to take that, that first step, a deadline to have it completed? What if there's some, there has to be some sort of time frame to it. And so you can take one of these vague brainstormed ideas, make it smart. And now you've, you've left with, with a concrete way forward that, that if, we've, if we've worked our way through smart, everybody in the room should know uh, where we're going, what we're doing, and how we're going to measure that. So I, I was just reading um, a little excerpt from uh, Henry Ford's uh, autobiography, and he was talking about that first, uh, I, I guess it was the first uh, gas-powered car. I can't remember if it was the first actual like gasoline vapor-powered car, but it was after he sort of abandoned steam and said, Let, let's let's focus on something here to do with with gas. He uh, he talked about several of the uh, uh, changes that he had made as the car developed, but he said um, a lot of that was actually in the plants. And he said a lot of experimenters, what they what, what a lot of inventors, what they struggle with is that uh, they don't realize that it's experimentation and planning that you have to have both. So you know the the fact that you you know know that this you know, idea that you have in your brainstorm is uh, not quite fully baked and it's probably going to evolve as as time goes on, shouldn't stop you from getting at least a little bit of parameters around with SMART uh, that gives you your best chance of, of the thing getting a chance to take off. And of course, you're going to have failure as you go and you're doing some experimentation, you're going to make some adjustments, but man, give that idea a chance to really blossom by making it smart so that you've planned on the front end so that you can experiment on the back end. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, that, uh, yeah, it should unfold. It should develop. It should evolve. Yeah. that That's so good. So, so let's wrap this up with talking about how we discovered people love this. Uh, and mm. so we had conducted a six hour workshop uh, yep. You know, six hours shared tons of really neat stuff. Uh, we had subject matter experts come in on different things. And we we're doing all this cool stuff. And at the end of the six hour workshop, we asked uh, from the uh, the coaching habit, uh, Michael Bungay Stainer's uh, book, uh, The Coaching mm -hmm. Habit, we asked coaching question number seven. Mm -hmm. Okay, of everything that we talked about the last six hours, what was most useful for you? Mm-hmm. And this is when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. six hours of stuff. Yeah. And people were like, well, I, that reverse brainstorming thing. Well, that's, yeah. that's the answer right there. And I'm yeah. like, no, no, we talked about some wildly sophisticated stuff. Nope, nope. I think I'm going to be able to get the furthest, the fastest with that particular idea. Yeah. And yeah. so until you ask coaching question number seven, what was most useful to you? You can ask it after a six-hour workshop or a or a fifteen-minute conversation. You'll never know what landed, right? 
you know, and if you just if you just said, all right, of all the stuff you talked about, you know, as the as the facilitators make a list, that would have probably been like 25th on the list. Right. My <laughs> list. Uh, right. On your list, maybe. But but right. in their minds, this was the top three idea that was shared that day. Yeah. Yeah. E- easily, easily top three. Yeah. Easily top three. And so, so yeah, uh, you know, you, you may think, you know, uh, but until you ask, yeah, you, you don't know, you don't know what's landing, what's relevant, what addresses the biggest pain that, that, that the, your participants, your, the people you're interacting with are facing. Well, we've talked about uh, the common topics before this uh, sort of ancient Greek idea that, that you have these different topics, which think topographies, these different vantage points that you're looking at a subject that you're trying to study and come up with an inventory of everything you know about it and there are sets of questions you can use to ask that so that that was an ancient greek method that we still have today um as a part of rhetoric uh, the the field of rhetoric and this is a, a simpler and i would say uh for most cases a much more practical way to do it um and and it's I guess my point is it's as old as humanity, right? We've always needed to come up with a bunch of ideas. And so go do that. Like go, go, go do some, uh, some brainstorming and and make your business better, make your organization better. It's all great stuff. Oh no, that that's fantastic. And, and yeah, it's uh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the, the ancients to modern time, we're still wrestling with the same thing, right? How do we, how do we solve problems, you know, garner solutions and, and figure out which is the best way forward. So yeah, that's good. So speaking of great ideas, mm-hmm. probably one of our best ideas was to get a free announcer. <laughs> so uh, we're always honored to to end every episode with uh, a little ukulele solo and uh, the wise words of Mr. John Wolf. Uh, take it away, Mr. Wolf. Thank you, John. And that, I guess is that it doesn't take a genius no rights reserved nothing trademarked copyrighted or even original feel free to give it to anyone anytime using any and all media formats warning mark and mike may or may not make another one i'm your announcer and i did not get paid a nickel to do this they won't even let me tell you my name so until next time if there is a next time stay safe be well That's good enough.